0: Um, I'm Austin, and I'm 14 years old, and Jesus is better because He first loved us. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before He even created the world, and the hope of living with Him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why He wants you to join Him. Hello friends, thanks for joining me today for another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. I'm Alicia Yoder and it is so fun to be able to discover more about God together because then we can keep learning how to enjoy Him and the life He has for us and our families. Last week we talked about a Moabite woman named Ruth who God used to carry out His good plan even in a time when many of the Israelites had quit following the Lord and were doing whatever they felt like doing. Even though Ruth had lost her husband, she decided to follow God. And God brought her a new husband named Boaz. And if you've heard of King David, Ruth also ended up being the great-grandmother of him and the great-great-great-great and lots more greats grandmother of Jesus when he came as a baby in Bethlehem. A number of years after Ruth, in a different part of the land of Israel, there lived a man named Elkanah. He had two wives named Hannah and Penina. Peninnah had children, but Hannah didn't. Each year, Elkanah would travel to Shiloh to the tabernacle to worship and sacrifice to the Lord. His family would eat the sacrifice together, but he would always give Hannah twice as much because he loved her and she couldn't have children. Penina would make fun of Hannah every year because she didn't have any children, which made Hannah cry and not even want to eat. Elkanah said, Hannah, why are you crying? Why is your heart so sad? Aren't I more important to you than if you had ten sons? Now Eli the priest was sitting beside the entrance to the tabernacle. Hannah went to pray to the Lord. Saying through her tears, Powerful Lord, if you will remember me and give me a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. Eli noticed that her mouth was moving, but no sounds were coming out. He thought she was drunk and said, Put away your wine, you are drunk. But Hannah answered, No, I'm only deeply sad in my heart. I've been pouring out my feelings to the Lord. Then Eli answered, May the God of Israel answer your request. So Hannah went back to eat, and her face was no longer sad. When they got home, Hannah got pregnant and gave birth to a son, calling him Samuel, for she said, I asked the Lord for him. That year, Elkanah went to offer the yearly sacrifice to the Lord, but Hannah didn't go, saying, As soon as Samuel is weaned, I'll bring him to live in God's presence in the tabernacle forever. Elkanah said, Do whatever seems best to you. When the time came for Hannah to wean Samuel, she took an offering of a bull flower and wine, and brought him to Shiloh. She said to Eli, I'm the woman who was standing near you, praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has answered me. Now I'm lending him to the Lord for as long as he lives. Hannah prayed to the Lord, praising him for giving her strength, and said, There is none holy like the Lord. There is none besides you. There is no rock like our God. She praised God for being able to do anything, even break the bow and arrows of a warrior and raise up the poor in honor. Then Elkanah and Hannah went home. Samuel learned to worship the Lord in the tabernacle with Eli the priest. But Eli's sons were worthless men who didn't know the Lord. When people brought offerings to sacrifice, Eli's sons would take what they wanted instead of following exactly how God taught the priests to offer the sacrifices. Eli was very old, and he kept hearing about the evil things his sons were doing. He said to them, If someone sins against another man, he can go to God. But if he sins against God, who can he go to? But they wouldn't listen to their father. Each year, Hannah would bring Samuel a new little robe to wear. And Eli blessed them, asking God to give them more children. And God did give Hannah three more sons and two daughters. Samuel grew in the presence of the Lord and had favor with the Lord and with the people around him. Now a man of God came to Eli and said, God says, Didn't I choose your tribe way back in Egypt to be my priests and burn my offerings? Why do you honor your sons above me by eating the best parts of the sacrifices? Your family will no longer be priests forever. They will be cut off, and your sons, Hophni and Phinehas, will die on the same day. And I will raise up a faithful priest who will do what is in my heart and mind. Now in those days, when Samuel worked in the tabernacle, God's word was rare. Eli, who was starting to go blind, was lying down and Samuel was lying in the tabernacle near the ark of God. God called to Samuel and he said, Here I am and ran to Eli saying, You called me. But Eli said, No, I didn't. Lie down again. So Samuel did. God called again, Samuel! And Samuel went to Eli again, saying, Here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel didn't know the Lord yet or his words. And the Lord called Samuel a third time. And he went to Eli. And Eli realized that the Lord was calling Samuel. He said, Go lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel lay down again. The Lord came and stood, calling, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. Then God said, I am going to punish Eli's house forever since he didn't stop his sons from acting in a hateful way toward me. Samuel lay there until morning and then went to open the doors of the tabernacle. He was afraid to tell Eli what God had said, but Eli said, What did God tell you? Don't hide it from me. So Samuel told him what God had said, and Eli said, God will do what seems best. And Samuel kept growing up, and God was with him as he spoke. All Israel knew that Samuel was a prophet, and God spoke his words to Samuel. Does God still want to speak to us? It said that in Samuel's day, the word of the Lord was rare, which means people didn't hear it very often. But why was that? God had led the nation of Israelites so faithfully, bringing them into a good land to live in with their families. But they chose other things above God and living in His ways. The Levites and priests were supposed to be the ones teaching the people how to live and follow God and offer sacrifices when they sinned. But that wasn't happening all through the book of Judges as time after time the people forgot God and trusted in themselves and other gods and people to save them. Eli's sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were definitely not living in God's ways or even offering the sacrifices in the right way. So God didn't speak much. But it didn't mean that he didn't want that kind of friendship with the people. God wasn't going to force them to listen. But the Israelites were were going to keep being hurt by the pain of evil and enemies until they looked to God for help. And some people did. Remember Ruth? Even though she didn't know much about God, she chose to follow Naomi and her God. So did Hannah. She brought God the deepest sorrow of her heart and her praying looked odd enough that Eli the priest thought she was just drunk, not trying to talk to God. God chose to answer by giving her Samuel, and she responded by bringing him to serve in the tabernacle, even though the priests weren't all following God. The priests couldn't teach Samuel about God because they didn't really know him, So God showed himself to Samuel by speaking to him. And Samuel listened and spoke God's words to Eli, even though he was scared. As Samuel continued to hear from God and faithfully obey him and speak his words, the Israelites knew that God was with him and wanted to show himself through Samuel. So does God want to answer us too? Of course, he sent Jesus to live a perfect life on the earth, loving people, showing his compassion and power, and dying so that he could always be our perfect priest. Eli said to his sons, If you sin against God, where can you go? But Jesus got it all right on our behalf so that we could always go to him. Whenever we sin, by disobeying our parents, treating our brother unkindly, or when we respond in anger to a friend. He came to rescue us from thinking and acting in the same sinful ways over and over. And gives us his favor instead. As we learn to live under his authority and trust him in the times we're in pain or feel weak and like everybody is doing better than us, he can get glory whether we get what we wanted or not. When we tell others how God is strong for us and how he wants to take care of us, our friends and family can see how God wants to be a part of their lives too. Hannah praised God for bringing her a child, and it was clear to her that God was the one who had the strength and power to bring him to her. Samuel heard and obeyed God's voice, calling him to his job of speaking his words all over the land of Israel. But how does God show how much he wants to speak to us? God spoke His love to us through sending Jesus and through all the ways He takes care of us. He speaks to us when we read His Word, and His words bring us comfort and the right way to walk with Him. And He speaks to us through His Holy Spirit in our hearts, by putting His thoughts in our mind that echo what He's saying in His Word when we talk to Him. Things like, I love you, son you are precious to me my daughter i forgive you i love being with you i want to help you right now or will you go talk to that kid on the playground who looks lonely and invite them to play with you he might also want to put pictures in your head using your imagination some pictures he's put in my head Are of Jesus being like a roaring lion who wants to let me bury my face in his mane while he scares Satan away. Or when I felt so exhausted or been in pain, I've pictured Jesus as a shepherd and me being a little lamb. And he's carrying me on his shoulders. And Jesus has given us a special job too not to go around trying to change everyone around us into being better Christians but inviting us to walk with him each day holding his hand receiving his forgiveness when we sin and speaking his truth and showing his love in whatever ways we feel him telling our heart to he loves living this adventure with us and letting us enjoy and share his fruit of the Spirit However old we are, we don't have to be called a prophet like Samuel. But wherever we are, we can invite Jesus to be loving, joyful, peaceful, patient, kind, faithful, and gentle through us. You could even ask him before you go to bed tonight, Jesus, what do you want to say to me before I go to sleep? And if it doesn't seem like he put any thoughts in your head, you can ask him something you already know the answer to. Like, do you love me, Jesus? Are you really with me? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that we can come to you with whatever feelings are in our heart and whatever it is that we want. We want to receive all the ways you want to speak to us and the ways you want to answer our requests. Help us to walk with you today. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I'll look forward to talking with you next time.